Welcome to Rebel Health Radio, bringing the best in alternative and integrative medicine to your ears. Well, hi everybody and welcome. Today I want to talk about high sensitivity and what that actually means. Um, highly sensitive people are about 20% of the population. They are very susceptible to sensations internally and externally in their environment. And it's a real trait. It's something that you're born with. It's not something that you develop later on. Um, unlike, say, ADD or ADHD on, and some autism spectrum disorders. But I do consider it uh, a form of neurodiversity. And the reason I've come to that conclusion is because it's so inbuilt. It's something that doesn't vary with time. And it answers why we often as highly sensitive people feel wrong or out of place in society, because society doesn't support high sensitivity. Um, it's very much about conforming. It's very much about doing things the way the majority of people do them. And that just doesn't fit us. So let's just look at some of the characteristics then of high sensitivity. So I've already mentioned there's a sensitivity to your internal and external environment. So how you process things, you, you take a lot longer to process things and you process them much more deeply. And you often need periods of withdrawal and quiet time in order to do that. Um, but equally, there is also a drive to feel things deeply. And so relationships are incredibly important. Deep friendships, connections with people and animals. Um, we often see highly sensitive people working with animals um, because animals are certainly uh, sensory creatures and we can connect with them. So um, we find that that beautiful connection with nature and animals. We also find that people struggle perhaps with uh, interpreting what's going on when things are not going well. So in a relationship where you're struggling, um, you tend to overanalyze and go into your own blame and shame much more readily. Uh, you will uh, have difficulties processing not just emotions, but also uh, things that you take into your body. So heat, cold, supplements, foods, new foods, um, you often struggle with those. Textures, so new items of clothing you may struggle with. And, and I've talked a little bit about that in the previous video I did uh, with the highly sensitive child. But this is something that doesn't, doesn't go away in life. It stays around and it's something that you have to be aware of and you have to learn to harness and live with. And so paying attention to your environment and making it as comfortable and also meaningful as possible, which are often at two ends of a spectrum. So you don't want so much comfort that you have no challenge and you have no meaning. But on the other hand, you don't want so much challenge that you're overwhelmed because overwhelm is one of the key features. We get easily overwhelmed and particularly when we get ill. Um, and I should know, I haven't been well the last week and a half. I've been very unwell indeed, um, possibly flu, possibly COVID, who knows. Uh, but very, very difficult to um, get my head around not being able to function. 
And so if we get an illness that knocks us off um, our normal coping strategies, highly sensitive people are acutely aware and, and often painfully so of their own internal processes. And when they don't feel well, they find it very difficult to feel good about themselves and feel hopeful again. They often go into deep despair quite quickly. And so um, one of the ways in which we can help ourselves is to have routines and self-care routines that are enshrined in our life. So we, we don't vary them too much. We have time to process. We have things that make us feel good. We prioritize activities that nurture and support us. And we seek others who have similar sensitivity. It's also called uh, sensory processing sensitivity, SPS, is another term for high sensitivity, um, because it's actually hardwired in and it, it has a variety of genetic correlates in terms of how you process stress, how you deal with stress hormones, for instance, can vary between neurotypical people. Um, but you also have this incredible capacity for uh, beauty, appreciation, of meaning and depth of things. So it's it's about depth processing really. Um, and so finding a life that you make fit that ability or um, characteristic is really vital. You cannot live like other people do, taking it for granted. I'll give you an example. So, um, the kind of work you do for a living, for instance, has to be a vocation, all right? You cannot go into a job for the money, uh, purely for the money, because it has no meaning intrinsically, money. Um, and as a highly sensitive person, that will not sustain you. Uh, it will not create health or well-being in your life. And so finding something that that gives you a sense of purpose that, allows you to feel like you're in the right place doing the right thing is absolutely vital and you cannot ignore that now when I first went into the world of work a long time ago now but um, I I went into computer programming because I had that kind of a brain that could sort of logically think that didn't mean it was right for me and within about six months of sitting at a desk thinking I can't cope with this it's so dull and when's life going to get exciting, you know, because it really isn't. It's day after day, the same thing, analyzing code. Um, and I had to make the very difficult decision to leave a very good job. You know, it was a graduate role. Uh, everyone thought I was completely mad to hand in my notice, but I just knew I couldn't live like the other people were doing, living for their weekends and their holidays you know, seeing it as a means to an end, right? That doesn't work for me. What I do in life has to be something that has intrinsic meaning. So what I now do working with people uh, in chronic illness or with conditions of anxiety, I feel I'm uniquely placed to help them because of my own experience, but also because I have great a great deal of empathy and empathy is another feature of the highly sensitive person. We have a, a very highly developed sense of what other people are thinking and feeling. And so if you can find a job where that is used and harnessed, then you're going to thrive um, in some way.
So just assuming that you can do what other people do is a fallacy and it will not work. And you have to find alternative means of finding, you know, a living, making a living. So don't take it for granted. Do understand that this is not something you can snap out of. It's not something that you decided to be. It's present from birth. It is a it's more like a temperament, really. But it's how how we process emotionally is at a greater level than other people. And so we're often the thinkers in society. We're often the people that um, are the creatives as well. And we come up with great ideas when we're allowed to. Another really important feature of the highly sensitive adult is being well supported by other highly sensitive people right now hopefully there's somebody in your environment that you know feels things as deeply as you do and I can remember I can remember having a best friend at school who kind of got me and it was such a relief to have that because at home I I was sort of understood but not deeply you know and I was told I was too sensitive and I needed to uh, toughen up basically which isn't really the answer for a sensitive person. They need to be highly supported and nurtured. And when they are, what's really interesting is that they far and away do better than the average neurotypical person who is much more stable, dependent, not so dependent on the environment. Whereas we are, you know, if we're nurtured, we really go up in uh, achievement and abilities. So, this this is a vital learning and it's one that's been highly studied um there there are some great researchers in this field i'll put the links in the bottom there's michael pluis who works at uh queen mary in london um queen mary university and there is thomas w boyce who works in the us doing similar work all on high sensitivity and there are various tests that you can take uh, including the one from Elaine Aram. Elaine Aram was the person who first wrote a book called The Highly Sensitive Person and now The Highly Sensitive Child. And you can do various tests online with any of those three people that I've just mentioned. Um, they are the preeminent researchers in this area. But honestly, you would probably already know that you're highly sensitive because you will feel other, you will feel an outcast in some way you will feel different to other people and you wonder why you struggle so much so look if that's the case for you you absolutely need to join a community of people who understand and I offer um, a monthly community get together called the community sessions which is available on my website where uh, we come together to support each other to understand what's going on and um, enjoy each other's company and it is remarkable how people start to thrive once they don't feel alone and isolated with this temperament or trait so if that sounds helpful to you um, this is a short one today because as I say I'm still recovering myself from uh, whatever bug has assailed me um, please sign up subscribe uh, sign up on the website for the community sessions the next one is um, 5th of April, but it's always the first Wednesday uh, of every month at 4pm UK time. 
So anyway, it'd be great to have you there. Take care, everyone. Take it easy. Bye for now. Hey, hope you enjoyed listening to Rebel Health Radio. Do subscribe and look forward to catching you soon.